It's uh, allowed me to be frank. It's uh, September. Although, you know what? There's no difference between September and April baseball. Yeah, and that's a little slight, Frank, I guess, at the manager, Luis Rojas, for saying that today, that there's the same amount of urgency from game one to game 162. Uh, It was on full display last night as the entire pitching staff of the Mets was unable to push themselves, and it led to another crushing extra innings loss to the Cardinals. This is this is the moment. This team's been feeble all season. Well, yeah, this is the moment. This is the icing on top of the cake. <laughs> this and is I, the moment. They're down six by the Cardinals. They're about to totally fall out of the playoff race altogether. Steve Cohen's now coming up to the plate. Will yeah. he go down feebly? That's the question. He needs to get the right baseball people in there. And Sandy Alderson's not the right guy, and he's staying. Sandy saying means Louis Rojas is going to be staying. Hold on. Having some technical difficulties real quick. Oh, isn't that natural? Yeah. It's not an episode of Live, to be frank, without technical difficulties, but... Between that and the Wi-Fi issues I've been having with Optimum, who has been terrible recently with my Wi-Fi cutting in and out, let's just hope for a smooth show over the next hour. But as I was saying, uh, Steve Cohen's now coming up to the plate. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, the bottom line is this. If Louis Rojas is the manager next year, that means he's a willpon. Period. Say, End of story. No more discussion. Say they bring in a president of baseball ops. What's the scenario where that guy would actually want to keep the manager in place? And Sandy, Sandy's staying. Sandy's saying he's so he's going to hire his person. He's going to have his son be the GM. It's going to be a Sandy operation. Yeah, I mean, that's the worry, and we saw that happen this year. Sandy's last three hires were Jared Porter, Zach Scott, and Mickey Calloway, and all of those ended in disgrace fashion, although Scott's fate hasn't been decided yet, but pretty much has with the DWI charge. You can't bring him back. He doesn't even deserve to be back, given the job he did this year, especially at the trade deadline. So Sandy's coming back? Sandy will come back in the role that he was brought in to be, and that's president of the entire organization, mostly controlling the business aspect of it. He'll still be involved with baseball operations meetings, as John Rico is, who's VP of the organization, former assistant GM to Sandy back in the day. But he will no longer, Sandy will no longer be making the decisions. He'll just be there as kind of an overseer and kind of chiming his two cents in. I have no faith in this team. I have no faith in the future. Right now, it's hard to unless Cohen blows past the luxury tax. I mean, at this point, they need to re-sign Baez, but you need to go beyond that. Beyond retaining Baez and Stroman, which seem like must, you can't bring back the same team you had this year because they failed. I think if Louis Rojas is manager next year, they will fail. 
speaking of you know potential managerial candidates who would you want out there like who who are your some of the names you'd be satisfied with the Mets bringing in have you thought of it yet well uh, if you want to make a big splash I tried it for Bruce Boshi you think he'd come out of retirement who knows he might I mean I mean uh, when you look at things too Alex Cora and AJ Hinch have gotten their second chances and Carlos Beltran who was a player on the 2017 Astros and considered a ringleader whatever Well he's got to be. be better than he he'd, he'd have to be better than Rojas. You hear as much as we dislike the ESPN broadcast of Sunday night baseball, A-Rod's insight to the game and kind of, you know, the feel for the game and in-game decision making, he knows a lot and I imagine Beltran kind of has a similar level of that knowledge and that might be the best thing for the Mets honestly is bringing Beltron back I mean Louis Rojas has absolutely fucking got to go I mean at this point it kind of just proves he was over his head that he was being groomed to be a manager and you know they thought highly of him, but he wasn't ready. He was thrust into the role because he is a minor league manager with a minor league mentality. He is an instructional league manager. He's the guy you have managing the rookies, the guys you just signed. Where winning doesn't matter. When saving someone's arm and not going out there and. Having someone blow their arm out in the minors is what you do. He has that mindset. That's what I see. That's what I've always seen from him. That's what his press conferences reek of. He is not a big league manager. He does not know big league. He's never been in the major leagues. He does not know how the major leagues operate, let alone operate in New fucking York. Last you could put night. him on a team. You could put him on the Baltimore Orioles, where winning doesn't matter right now, where player development is what matters. And he might have a little success. It might grow into the job. You cannot let this guy manage another season. You cannot let this guy manage another season. I cannot take another season of this fucking manager. I cannot take another season of, well, we're in a good place. Everything is going to be okay. You know, it just doesn't matter if we win or lose. It's the same. You know, it's just good getting some oxygen and sunshine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Games in April and September and me, I matter the same. You know, we don't need to go out there and try hard to win a game. That trickles into the player's mentality. That is why this season was a failure. To be fair, in the first half, he did a pretty nice job with all the injuries and everything. He held them together. They were 48 and 40 and held on to first place for quite some time. Yeah, but truthfully, 48 and 40 wasn't good enough. They never passed the eye test. They were lucky to be 48 and 40. What tr- they should have been better. What truly they didn't. They could have been better. What truly didn't pass the eye test, too, was that they never had more than a five-game lead in the division, and they needed to take 
further advantage of the Braves and Phillies who were not playing well, and they weren't able to do so. And, and what about this? What about this whole thing of just that he manages everything like 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 uh, not looking at the player he he has. Albert Amora might just be the worst player in baseball. <laughs> is that your commercials going on in the background? That is the Mets funeral going on right now, the commercials of YouTube TV. But, yeah, the, he puts players in positions where, in low percentage positions, where they need a wing and a prayer to come through. And it's not Jose Peraza, who they activated today, coming through, coming up with big clutch hits all year. It's Albert Almora, who had a 1-8-15 batting average stepping to the plate last night. Albert Almora. Instead of Luis Guillorme. Albert Almora. And then we have to hear the matchup explanation, which I don't know how you could like Albert Almora in any matchup against any pitcher right now. That you'd I rather have like him Albert over Albert Almora in slow-pitch softball. With Betty White on the fucking mound. That's a pretty accurate depiction. And then I, I want to talk about the bullpen decision making recently and really since August. Um, it has really been on full display the, over the course of the past week. It's cost them that some close yeah, games. And Jerry's familiar. This got to be his last. Jerry's familiar. Go. Go away. Take your fucking song and go away. Go away. Go fucking far away. Well, how about the fact that they chose to go with Aaron Loop in the seventh last night? He threw seven pitches, and then that was it because they said he was gassed. But they chose Aaron Loop against the bottom of the order of the Cardinals and chose Familia to go in the eighth with a one-run lead against the top of the order of the Cardinals because they liked Familia's sinker against the heart of the batting order. As opposed to their best reliever all season. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what has Jerry Smiley done like about the last five times out? I mean, he's he's given us some majestic shots. Yeah, he looks like the familiar we've seen over the past few years. And yeah, you know when it started? You know when he started to stink? When he brought back that stupid fucking song. I know. I know. We've talked about it. The Kuzdro or whatever the song is. And, and it's really... It's all I, know, I don't know what the song is. All I know is the words go... I can't, obviously can't understand what they're saying. The only word I understand is familiar, familiar, I, 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 go to God, familiar, familiar, I, 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 I fucking hate him. I know, I saw he's, he's back on your list of most hated Mets of all time. They got to make changes. Everything that's happened to, to like, bring in a guy who wants to fucking win. Last night, Trevor May probably, after he used loop and he couldn't go another inning, Trevor May probably should have started the eighth. They didn't bring him in until Familia could only get one out and blew the lead. Saturday night, Aaron Loop should have gotten the eighth inning against the Yankees with a one-run lead. He was your best reliever. They brought in Trevor May, and then they brought in Loop after Well, how May. about Trevor Williams, Mr. Mop-Up? And... Trevor Williams, Rojas said because he hasn't been used in back-to-back nights in his whole career, they went with Jake Reed in the 11th instead of Trevor Williams. So using a pitcher who hasn't pitched in six weeks since coming off the disabled list. Yeah, and someone they picked up off the scrap heap. Again, putting players in low percentage 
positions to not succeed. And uh, this is also uh, having and uh, Peraza, meanwhile, is in the minor leagues uh, rehabbing while Albert Mora is getting key at bats. That was last night, and then they decided to call up Peraza today and send down Almora. But everything the Mets have done, especially recently, has been too little, too late. Whether you know the roster moves or the decision making in recently? game. Recently, I mean, this has been this way for thirty-five fucking years. Thirty-five fucking years of this bullshit. Dating back to August, too, they've lost fourteen of their last sixteen one-run ball games. You put the right leadership in this fucking team. You put the right leadership in this team. You get, you might win something. How about an overhaul in talent as well? Because you can't go into next season with Jeff McNeil, Dom, or Dom Smith, or J.D. Davis as starters. Well, you got to, I've come around on Baez. I think you got to keep him. Baez absolutely has to stay. He's been fantastic. Fantastic for the Mets. You know, uh, I guess I could take the uh, crazy swings every now and then. He's a bolt of energy. His plate discipline has been very good recently, though. Too, he's drawn nine walks. I think. I think. Uh, I think it's good. I think, you know, Los Broricas. What does that mean? I guess you weren't a fan of. Uh, I guess you don't remember the uh, attitude error that might well. No, I don't. Borica is actually uh, what Puerto Ricans call themselves. What does it mean? Puerto Rican. Oh, I see. It's well, basically Los Boricas. And they, were the, and they had like the, uh, they had uh, the, the, and that's the name. It's Borica. It's, it's B-O-R-R-I-Q-A. Q-U-A. You have to think Baez, he turned down $180 million from the Cubs. He'll probably, maybe he could get eight years, $200 million from the Mets, seems fair. $25 million a season. Stick around to play with Lindor. Okay, it's for- actually spelled with a C. I thought it was with a Q. Oh, well, it can be Q. Okay, here it is. Barica means Barican. The, 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 Barica was actually the original name of uh, Puerto Rico. So it's like, uh, it's like... Barica means it's basically what it's like a, a sign of Puerto Rican pride. Barica, they call themselves Barica, and I think you, I think, I think you have a lot of that that building with uh, with uh, Lindor and uh, Baez. You, yeah, look at the crowds with the Puerto Rican flags when these two come up. Yeah, you bring Beltron in. I think you you might catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, another yeah, another good choice for manager. There's so many good choices for manager. So many good choices for manager. I think there's not many experienced choices who are available, but I think Beltron would be good and deserves another shot. It doesn't necessarily have to be experienced. I prefer experience. I, I mean, I mean Bruce Bochy, Mike Shosha, John Gibbons, Carlos Beltran. I got one. Joe McEwing. Yeah, he's been a candidate in the past. Eduardo Perez was another one who was a runner-up. Uh, he's a media guy. I don't know if I want a media guy. 
Yeah, well, you saw with Aaron Boone how that worked out. Don't know if I want a media guy. I definitely don't want a minor leaguer. Frank, do you? Louis do you, Rojas is a minor league manager. No, I I agree. They need to go a different route, and I I think Beltron should be at the top of the list. It just depends if they wind up getting Theo Epstein, which I heard today was is definitely in play for them. I think it's Theo or bust, and then you know see what people he wants to bring in from there. But no, Rojas cannot be back. Did you know? Did you know Jared Porter and Zach Scott were both uh, Theo Epstein guys? Yeah, yeah, I knew about uh, Theo Epstein. But you know what else I know about? Hot dogs. Yeah, you do. And America's first and original hot dog company was Feltman's. Feltman, Charles Feltman invented the hot dog. I mean, he invented it in 1857, I believe. And now Feltman's has been revived, and it was revived by two Brooklyn brothers. Joe Quinn, a former Army captain, and... uh, his brother Michael, and they did it in honor of Jimmy Quinn, their younger brother, who was killed in the September 11th attacks. Now, Feltman has a team of military veterans that has collectively served over 110 months in combat. Feltman is now one of the largest growing, fast-growing natural food companies in the United States. They're 100% all beef, all natural hot dogs are available for purchase online. And at Whole Foods, yes, that's Feltman's. And you know what? They ship super fast. I mean, you go to Feltman's.us, you get them super fast, and they will be the perfect addition to your next family cookout. And they can also be found at Whole Foods. And they can be found at other stores. Go to Feltman's.us, see where you could find them. Or you could buy them right there at Feltman's.us. I mean, and allow me to be frank, it's presented by Feltman's. This is truly the Grand Dame. Of all hot dogs. That it is. And uh, speaking of the Quins, they were, you know, on, uh, they were there at the 9-11 game for the annual Jimmy Quinn event at the Mets game on Saturday. I wore my Jimmy Quinn shirt to uh, the game. Did you meet up with them? I didn't meet up with them, but I met up with some of their friends. Okay. And, uh, you know, I had spoke to them last week or prior to the game, and um, they had said, they, you know, they... Wanting to get that kind of spiritual feeling like their brother was there with them because that's kind of how they connect with him going to the Mets game. Obviously, they don't have a, a, a gravesite to go visit him because he was not his body was never recovered from the fallen rubble as many of the victims of the 9-11 attacks. And, you know, they, they almost got that. We did all almost kind of got that special moment when James McCann hit the two run homer. But then, of course, poor managing decision. The Mets wanted blowing a special game. And I have to say that was the one game that I've really been angry with how, the outcome. And and it was really it was that game that they squandered away that really would have just been special to a lot of people, not just the Quins, but that Louis Rojas does not play with any intensity. <laughs> he doesn't play with any balls. Yeah, we the, the, the last two nights on ESPN they showed a team with fucking balls. You know the '86 Mets, they had a mantra: "We're gonna come to your town, we're gonna steal your liquor, we're gonna fuck your women, and we're gonna kick your ass." And that's what they did. I mean, honestly, watching the documentary the past two nights, it's just been it's astounding that a Mets team was that good. And honestly, like. And that's when I talk about even when I was so negative all year. You know when some team is good. 
<clears throat> that 85 team was just as good as the 86 team. They won 98 games. They came up short. You know, sometimes you come up short. But, you know, when you look good, you know something good's happening. This team's going to be the 10th time in 13 years they finished below 500. Yeah, and they haven't made the playoffs since 2016. Yeah, they only made the playoffs. They made the playoffs twice. In 2015, 2016. You know, just in, in, in 13 years of City Field being open, three winning seasons is not acceptable. And one of those winning seasons was 2019, when they basically had to win uh, 13 out of 14 to get back to 500. <laughs> After being under 500. And they were 11 and 1. And then won... 70, 65 games the rest of the season in 2018. Yeah, 2018 was complete 180 of how it started versus how it finished the rest of the way in Mickey's first year. And, 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 and there's a mindset that, you know, it, losing is habit forming. And, and if you let, you let Rojas faster one more season, you will lose this generation. If you, if you let Rojas manage this team in 2022, and next year, you decide you have to fire him. Then you have to blow the whole team up and rebuild. That's how bad a manager he is. I just don't see how they could do the same thing next year and expect different results. What, what, what's, uh, what did Einstein say? Well, apparently the, the history buster said that Einstein did not actually say well, that. Well, fuck the history buffs. The Whoever said it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If Einstein said it, he said it. If, if someone else said it, then someone else said it. But fuck, I'm going to say that that was Albert Einstein. And that's who I'm attributing it to. Motherfuckers. <laughs> there you go. I mean... It doesn't we, matter. It doesn't matter who said it. It doesn't matter. You're right. And we could talk about more so too little too late, but... Brandon Nimmo is supposed to come back Friday. Syndergaard's coming back next week on the road trip. And DeGrom possibly could be back for another start or two nope. before the season. Do not. Nope. Nope. But, nope. but does it matter? It doesn't nope. even matter at this point. I want to see Syndergaard pitch. I imagine he's going to be uh, given a qualifying offer and take the qualifying offer. So I just want him to pitch just to get on the mound and pitch one inning and try to get set up for next year and he won't have his slider he won't have his curveball well no we'll just pitch just just to get the toe in the water and then have an off season to work and get ready for next year degrom just shut him down fuck it get him healthy Find a, a drawing program, get new uh, trainers in there, get people who actually know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, this might have been a little bit of a disjointed offseason. You got that fucked up season last year. You kept Rojas. You got ownership change. You brought in Jarrett fucking Porter, who couldn't keep his dick out. I, I mean, I, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, uh, and this is why I don't trust Sandy. Well, that's the thing, too, uh, with the ownership change and everything, the Mets really didn't have time to kind of put things in place. It was kind of everything was on well, the flop. That excuse doesn't exist next year. You're right. 
and, 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 and can Stephen Cohen actually be serious about wanting to win and bring back, well, you know, games in April don't matter more than games in September, September and October, you know, you don't want to tire someone out and hurt them for their full careers. What did you think about Steve Cohen's tweet the other night saying, I appreciate how much everyone cares about this team after another soul-crushing loss? Well, uh, he has to prove it. And uh, if um, Louis Rojas is back, that will prove that he doesn't give a fuck. Frank, we talked about Baez winning you over and that you want him to stay now. What about Lindor? Did he win you over after Sunday night's three-homer game? He won me over. Do you think that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg of what's to come in his Mets yeah, career? Yeah, he's won me over. He's won me over. Have you ever seen a game? That was the best win of the season. Yes, it was. And, uh, of course, you know who almost lost that game? Yeah, Diaz almost melted down. That's right. And that's that's another question mark too. It's you can't go into another season with him as your closer. Well, well, shoot, well, he he was shaky, but he got to save at least. Yeah, but he's been in big spots this year. He's really he's come up small. But he's how about up. how about having Brad Hand pitch to uh, John Carlos Stanton and John Carlos Stanton having like a a a a, a, a twenty uh, slugging percentage against uh, John Car- against uh, Brad Hand. Well, did you hear a Rod saying while the two no, I was I was actually uh, walking uh, from uh, the stream and uh, after watching Sunday Night Baseball in Hoboken and waiting for a path train when that happened. A Rod said over and over and over again, "Don't pitch to him. Don't pitch to Brad Hand. You walk him. You have first base open, and you face Gallo." Yeah, Lee Mazzilli was saying the same thing on uh, CBS. Yeah, and and see, these guys know the game, though, and that's what the Mets need as a manager. They're not going to draw one of the broadcasting guys like A-Rod or Mazzilli, most likely. Uh, maybe, I mean, Mazzilli does have managerial experience. He not a good one. Not good experience. Not good experience. Frank, did I tell you I went to Camden Yards as an eight-year-old in their inaugural season at that ballpark in 2004 when Mazzilli was the manager? Well, Hugh, that wasn't that, that wasn't that was inaugural season for uh, Willie Lee Mazzilli. Yeah, but it was no, it was also Camden Yards' first year open in 04. No, it wasn't. Camden Yards has been open since '92. Oh, why did I the, think that? It was the first of the retro ballparks. Oh well, I guess my my history is a little spotty then. I I don't know why I thought that was. Their inaugural season, but yeah, it, it was Lee Mazzilli's inaugural season then with the Orioles, and they were terrible. Remember getting an ice cream cone and falling asleep in the first inning. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he, he never had. He'll never get a chance to manage again. Of course, doesn't deserve one. But but it's just it's just a mentality, and the Mets don't have the mentality, and and and, and, and Rojas just puts my brain in a pretzel. Do you realize? Do you realize that uh, Stanton had like uh, two home runs and a double in four at bats against uh, Hand? Joey Gallo was 0 for seven with five strikeouts against Hand. Yeah, and when you talk about teams leaning too much on analytics, and then they do something like that, it just doesn't I, make I, sense. I mean, it, I mean, wh- what the fuck is it? So, uh, so. Uh, uh, so basically, it's it's specific analytics the Mets don't buy into, but general analytics, 
like having Albert Amora batting one Ofora <laughs> up with the game on the fucking line while Luis Guillaume. What's one thing you don't see Luis Guillaume do a lot? Strike out. Oh, you mean he actually makes contact? He also gets on base at a pretty high percentage. He's got like a 400 on base percentage this year. You don't fucking say. <laughs> and why is Jose Peraza rehabbing? You know, it, it's September. I mean, the time for rehabbing is over. I mean, he actually, are you telling me he missed two months with a broken fucking pinky finger? I believe it was his ring finger, but I I get your point. I mean, he's been rehabbing for a while now, and he was probably ready to come back last night. There's just not really not been urgency, and they've been a step I mean, we never saw Jose Martinez this year. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess he's uh, Jose uh, Lowry. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder in his rehab. Uh, they kept him on his rehab appearance way too long, too, and on his rehab assignment, and, and then he hurt himself again. And we again. call up Albert Amora. I hear uh, I heard your opening day plans is to have Albert Amora be the leadoff hitter next year and to play and get 600 at-bats. He'll probably get seven hits. He cannot come back. We were talking about guys, other guys they should retain, Stroman. Who Stroman, by the way, was testy again in the post game last night. He was not happy about us asking him why he was lifted after 89 pitches and he said maybe it's because Luis Ross is looking out for my best interest I've thrown the most innings I've thrown I haven't he's a guy I haven't pitched I didn't pitch a single inning last year and he was mad and he walked out of his press conference again but I don't think he was happy he got lifted for 89 pitches well it was him who wanted to come out he was fatigued Rojas said he would have kept him in but he I don't didn't want, him. said it without saying it he would have kept him in for another I don't believe him it's 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 like it's like it's it's like they don't even watch the game. By the way, Lugo pitched back to back nights Saturday and Sunday. Was off on Monday and then was unavailable last night. And then he comes in tonight. He gives up two home runs. I mean, they have no luck. Apparently, Bias hit one that uh, three hundred ninety feet that uh, was caught over the wall. Well, yeah, and same with Alonzo got robbed tonight, too. You see, this is a team that plays with spirit and, uh, and emotion. You need a manager that has spirit and emotion. Louis Rojas does not have spirit and emotion. Beltron doesn't really have spirit or emotion, I should say, either. He's a pretty even kill guy, too, but his knowledge is pretty impeccable of the game. You know, you know the bottom line is this. Sometimes you need a little hair on your chest or on your balls. Of course, uh, Louis Rojas doesn't have to worry about that because he has no fucking balls. <laughs> but today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. You know, the leader in below-the-waist grooming. It's back-to-school time, and we want to make sure you pack the essentials to have the best year yet the manscaped four generation package performance package is just that things are opening up be ready for whatever in the daily schedule for you you know it is the perfect package for your package and it includes a brand new lawnmower 4.0 you know fellas go for the valedictorian of ball trimming 
and join the over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code TANK, and you get 20% off with free shipping. You see, school is back, and the Performance Package 4.0 is here to teach the boys a new lesson on nail hygiene. Inside, I mean, look at this. You get the 4.0, lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver, the ball deodorant, the crop reviver, toner, you know, plus two free gifts. I mean, I mean, good God, look at all you're getting. I mean, you get the performance boxer briefs and the shed travel bag. You know, if you get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code tank at manscaped.com, that's 20% off and free shipping. With the code tank at manscaped.com, this year graduate with a degree in clean balls from Manscaped. What else can you say? I mean, that was a pretty good shot at Luis Rojas there has kind of been the tone of the whole show and the whole season. And this is truly, this is the Mets funeral episode. This is the night where it's officially over. I I mean, uh, I don't know if I want to go renew my my season tickets if Rojas is back. That's I, I I literally cannot take another season of him. I can't take his smirk anymore. I can't take his face anymore. I can't take his fucking answers anymore. I can't take his fucking lies anymore. I can't take his fucking spin anymore. I can't take any more of this fucking loser. It's hard to believe that uh, he's got the same DNA as fucking Moises Alou. Fucking his, his father and, uh, and uh, played um, uh, uh, you know what, you know what, that's why he's probably named Rojas. Fucking Alou knew he was a fucking loser and didn't want to name Alou's touch to, attached to this fucking goddamn motherfucking bum! <laughs> Frank, one more thing I wanted to add about the pending free agents and who the Mets need to bring back. Well, two more things, I guess. Aaron Loop absolutely needs to stay. And yep. secondly, Conforto hopefully will stay on the qualifying offer. Just who knows? Apparently, people around the industry think that he is going to take a long-term deal. But look at what Marcus Stroman did. Marcus Stroman took the qualifying offer, and he's well, up to the value. Well, if he doesn't take the qualifying so. offer, fuck him. We'll take the draft picks. Let's sign someone else. Conforto, well, I think Castellanos, Castellanos and Baez, I think, should be the two moves on offense, at least. And and if uh, Conforto goes, get Marte. Conforto's been hitting well, though, as of late, and it shows. It shows, though, that yeah. Well, well, well. well, You you take the qualifying offer, then you negotiate for a long term deal. I mean, if his agent wants to be an asshole, let the agent be the asshole. Scott Boris, the only asshole, but. What it shows us, though, is Conforto would be smart to take the qualifying offer, and he'll have a career norm season most likely next year, and then he'll get the deal he wants. And yeah. like he said, he said yesterday to us on the field before the game, he said, I feel like my career is just getting started. He's 28. You know, he's been doing some good things in the past month. He'll probably be back to normal next year. They don't want to well, say it. They've kind of hinted at it, Frank, but McNeil and Conforto's seasons kind of got fucked with the hamstring injuries this year. They just they they weren't able to. They find weren't playing them. good before the hamstring injuries, though. At least not Conforto. Well, McNeil specifically too. He's been he was a career three nineteen hitter coming into the season. Now he's a career three hundred hitter. It's kind of been the story of the season he's had, and his his mechanics and his stance just look out of whack. Well, well, it, it, there's another guy that's coming back. You quad a bomb. No, no way. 
There's no way that Quattlebaum would be back. Uh, Rojas likes him. I mean, Rojas, uh, I mean, you want, you want to talk about someone who's cuck? It's Hugh Quattlebaum. They keep talking about Donnie Stevenson. Donnie Stevenson. Donnie Stevenson. Yeah, Hugh Quattlebaum's hitting, hitting coach. With Rojas, the season that the way the season's ended this year, I just don't understand how they could sign him to a new contract after this year. His contract's up. They'll find a way. They don't. Nothing ever changes. No, I mean they got to make a day. The Mets need a splash off season. They can't. They, they, yeah, you know what they're gonna do. The Who knows what's gonna happen with the uh, the, the collective bargaining agreements? I mean, there could even be a strike next year. Who fucking knows? That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about a lockout next year, honestly. And and it's just kind of started to creep into my mind the past few days. And honestly, that'd be terrible for everybody who works in baseball. Players. Yeah, well, uh, well, well the, the commissioner doesn't like baseball, so he wants to fuck it over. He wants to radically change the sport. And, he, uh, and, 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 and I think he would crash the sport into the fucking mountain to do that. Yeah, it's possible, but... Frank, after tonight's there's loss, twenty-one. All this twenty-one stuff today is, is strange. You know, I see that the players that are uh, that have won the Roberto Clemente are can wear it. The players nominated for the Clemente Award can wear it, and Puerto Ricans can wear it. Yeah. You know, I predict within about five years, that's going to join forty-two as retired throughout baseball. I don't understand how it's not already. Great player on and off the field. The way he died, I mean, it's just tragic. I mean, the guy, the guy actually died, literally because he overloaded his plane with relief supplies. Yeah, that's really sad, honestly. But you know, there's actually a statue of Roberto Clemente in Newark. Why is that? Puerto Rican community. Oh, I see. It's by a baseball field. Actually, it's by a baseball field and a hot dog truck. It's like a match made in heaven for you. Oh, I've already reviewed JJ's. It's one of my favorite spots in Newark. Oh. Although I like Tony's better. And Tony's is only a block away. <laughs> of course. There you go. Talk about Good rivalry. Look. Good rivalry between Tony's and JJ's. I mean, really it's- good rivalry. To me, these are the best hot dog trucks I've ever had these two hot dog trucks. Is it a coincidence that they're in your birthplace of Newark? Well, not birthplace, where I live from when I was uh, six months to 10. To 10 years old. Yeah. And my grandmother lived there. So I've always had a connection to Newark. Where were you born? Great Falls, Montana. What? Yes. Was your dad, your dad was in the military, wasn't he? Yeah, Air Force. I was born on, uh, what was it, uh, Rumstead Air Force Base in Great Falls, Montana. Oh, my God. And then your dad, he was out then, and you moved to New Jersey, or he got he got moved there? No, he's from New Jersey. From New Jersey, okay. Yeah, he's from Newark. So he came home after his uh, four-year commitment to the Air Force was up. Okay, there you go. And the Air Force Base in uh, Great Falls... Had uh, nuclear weapons. A lot of nuclear weapons. 
and each nuclear weapon was uh, taught, was uh, aimed at uh, Moscow to hit the uh, government structure. These Holy would have been the fr- this would have been the first missiles that were launched in the event of a nuclear war. Wow, you were born there. Yep, and there's a a, a, a plethora of uh, UFO sightings there. These uh, up until last year, before uh, fucking man fraud destroyed minor leagues. They had a uh, team in the uh, Pioneer League, which doesn't exist anymore. was a nice minor league team out in Idaho and Montana and Wyoming. Out in those boondocks, Idaho Falls, Boise, Helena, Bozeman, all gone. Great Falls. And it was affiliated with the uh, White Sox. So there's some of the White Sox players that came up recently, played here. And it was uh, the Great Falls Voyagers. And it was uh, alien-themed uniform because there's a plethora of uh, UFO sightings that are always over the missile silos. And my father used to guard those missile silos. Holy shit, wow. So that's where I was born. My mother's from out there. He, uh, my, my father met her at a uh, high school party. How old was he? Uh, 22. Whoa, was she 18, Frank? No, she wasn't. What's the age difference there? She was 16. Oh, my God. Well, they've been together now uh, 46 years. That's a, Your dad is like Carl Malone. Almost. Yeah. Oh, my God. And no one said anything about it back then just because. Yeah, no one said anything about it. But. Holy shit. Wait, I know I've married? done the math. Okay, what's the math here? I was born November 13th, 1975. My mother was born April 9th, 1958. So, minus nine months from November to February brings my mother to 16 and my father in the Air Force at 22. How old was your mom when you were born? 17. What? How has this never been uncovered? This is like breaking news. Just look at the look at the lack of emotion on the Mets. Look at the lack of just interest on the Mets. You ever notice when you're watching the game? I know you sit in the same uh, behind me or in that press box area. You ever notice that the other teams are always up at the dugout step? The Mets are always sitting on the bench. Like they're waiting for a bus. Yeah. You ever notice that? They do often sit. I, I haven't really noticed too much of the other team in the dugout, I guess, just because of the angle that I'm sitting at. But I got a perfect angle into both dugouts where I sit. This Cardinals team is deserving of the second wild card spot. They're playing like a playoff team. You know, the the, the, the the only players who I, I genuinely I see always standing by the dugout are like Dom Smith. He's always up. Um, sometimes I see Pete Alonso up. I see Lindor up all the time. I haven't really noticed Baez, but he's not been there too long. But Conforto, McFeeble, I see Pilar up too. Those are the only guys I see up near the rail. 
Everyone else is sitting in the back like they're waiting for a fucking bus. Be that as it may, Frank, I think we need to get back into this whole birth story of you. Talk and dive a little deeper there. Have you ever talked to your parents about this, confronted them about the situation? No, no. Do you think you might now, moving forward? No, no. Never been explained? No one's ever said anything? You've mm, never... uh, I've heard the story from uh, sources. Really? Yeah. What do they think about it? Well, it is what it is. They've been now married 45 years. They got married in uh, August while she was uh, like seven months pregnant. Wow. So... How old were you when you realized? I was in high school. And what was your, what was going through your high school brain at that moment? That my uh, father robbed a cradle? (laughs) Yeah, I'll say. I think that's an understatement. So your mom was super young then when you were growing up. Yes. And she's only right now, you're 45, correct? No, 46, turning 46. I'll be 46 in June, in um, November. Your mom is only 63. Yes, that is correct. That's super young. I mean, your dad is, your dad's still young, though, too. He's um, 68. Yeah. Damn, you, you realize my, I'm 20 years younger than you. My parents are, my mom is 62. My dad is 65. Wow. Cradle robbers. That's and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I heard from somebody who knows the story. Basically, my godbrother told me the story. Abe? Yeah. Of course he did. Of course Abe knew. Well, keep in mind, Abe's father was my father's best friend. I know that. You know how about crazy to have it'd be crazy to have him on one week? I know, yeah. We haven't talked to Abe in a while. And uh it was interesting the last time we had him on. We definitely should again, especially with the off season coming with the Mets, I think it would be a perfect time. Um Stu too is another one who yep. I think we get on. I know I know you and Doug saw you and Doug's at the game on Friday. Worlds colliding, worlds colliding. Yeah, worlds did collide with Dubs. I know we got to have him on soon. And yeah, you know, next, you know, I'm actually going. We're actually going to Fenway Park next week for the Mets game. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. You know, I I, I actually now reached a, a a moment of peace with this team now. Really? Just like the time uh, where they were ten games over five hundred. Well, this is a different moment of peace. This is knowing this team is garbage and that the collapse might be good in the long term. We were there a few weeks ago, too. I I believe after the stretch against the Dodgers and Giants where we said the same thing. But then they kind of pulled us back in and things got interesting again. Yeah, but who did they play? They played the the Nationals and Marlins. And even though they won like uh, they beat them, they didn't beat them enough. They should have won more games. Yeah. There's not a good baseball I, I mean, Taylor Miguel, you know, he's actually been a good pitcher. Tyler Miguel has been a good pitcher. But you know what? You got to expect a rookie wall. You got to expect these outings like this. Today. He's never thrown this many innings in his career. In and, and you know what? 
Shut him down. Yeah, they talk about arm care, and, and then they go out and pitch him again tonight. No, no, Miguel should not pitch a total of pitch this year. Just give Trevor Mil- Trevor Williams his, his spot in the rotation. Like, you got nothing to lose at this point. You got nothing to win. It's over. Taiwan Walker, too, is another one. He hit a wall this year, and maybe he was tipping his pitches with the whistling. But the way Lindor did that whistle shows me, and the fact that the team actually stunk when he was gone, shows me how important he is. The team, the team fell off a cliff without Lindor and DeGrom. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Lindor, I don't think he's happy with the year he's had. No, I'm sure he's not. He's been good recently, too. He's been really good in September, but. There's another reason to hire Beltran. Yeah, I agree. It's not hire Beltran. <laughs> wow, I can't. So you're really, you're not going to get angry about this team, you think, for the rest of the year, for the rest of the season, I should say. 15 games left. That's it. Today's it. Today's it. Wait, when I heard <clears throat> Rojas' comments, that sealed it for me. I don't want them to accidentally win and keep him. That's how much I hate Luis Rojas. You know what? Given the, given the level of, you know, where the team is r- right now, they couldn't even come <clears throat> to a winning streak. The last three nights have been embarrassing. You had an emotional weekend full series where you actually played well against the Yankees. You actually played well. Even the game you lost, you played well. The last three nights, they played like shit. They showed up with no no heart, no gumption. Jeff McFeeble had a terrible game Monday. Yesterday, they had the chance to win, and then Jerry's familiar gave it away. Then you couldn't get the, yeah, the game-winning hit in the, in the, in the ten. <clears throat> maybe that hit, maybe that ball was bad luck, the 3-2-5 the, 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 the double play. But then you put in Jake Reed. You know, that sends a message to the other team, the rest of the players. The manager doesn't care. Why should I care? They're just not good enough. They were pretenders this year. And currently the Mets are slotted to pick 11th and 14th in the draft next year. Are they going to let that pick go by, go, go by, by, by too? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I hear next year's draft is, is considered to be the worst in uh, 150 years. It's probably how it would play out, knowing their luck. But Frank, uh, NFL season's upon us now, and Dolphins are one and zero, even though they almost blew it. Yeah, you know, winning by one point in Foxborough. I mean, you know. A good manager, a good team, a good coach, a team wins a game they shouldn't win. A bad, a bad manager loses games a team should win. I think there's at least 15 games that Mets could have won with a good manager this year. Brian Flores wins games that the Dolphins should not win. Yeah, he's a hell of a coach. 
Brian Brian Flores is it, 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 he's the best coach the Dolphins have had since uh, Don Shula. Not even that's not even close. I mean, uh, he just gets the best out of his team day in day out. He just knows how to like hit the right notes. By the way, Jose Peraza had a big uh, RBI single in the seventh inning, which I just saw. I didn't. I didn't see that before because I was watching the '86 Mets doc. Imagine if that was last night; would have won them a game, potentially. I like Peraza. I wouldn't mind him trying to keep him. Yeah, he's been good. Pilar is a good bench piece. Dom Smith, if they don't trade him. Maybe keep him as a bench piece, J.D. I Davis. would try to trade Dom Smith. I would try to trade Feeble. Big Feeble. Well, Jeff McNeil probably just still has – I mean, he hurt his trade value, but he probably definitely has the most trade value. Or if you pair him with Dom in a trading, maybe get some pitching. Because the Mets, their rotation, it's it's DeGrom, question mark, Tywin Walker, question mark, Tyler McGill, question mark, David Peterson, question mark. And then you don't know. You really don't know from there. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, but well, but the, 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 question mark. The main bottom line is this: they cannot bring back Luis Rojas. I can't take him another season. Beltron is he your number one candidate before we wrap up the show? Well, I wouldn't say he's number one, but he's up there. He's up there to where you wouldn't complain about him until after Memorial Day. Things start off bad. Yeah, that's what I told uh, Clem. And if Brian, if uh, Louis, Ro- if Louis Rojas is still the manager, I will be double down on my complaining. Will you be mad if Diaz is still the closer? No. You think they should go with him another year? No, but if they can't find anyone else, I could accept him. I just want someone better to set him up. Fair enough, and Trevor May is going to be around for another year, but he was not the setup man that they signed on for, that's for sure. Lugo is another question mark now. Hopefully he'll be better since he'll be further along from his surgery in the offseason. Really didn't look like himself this year. Only flashed at times. Hopefully Lupe will be back. He was their best reliever. I think Familia is done with his time with the Mets. So the bullpen was better than it's been in years past, but still not good enough, especially down the stretch. No, and no, that, that manager, he, I can't, I can't take him. I can't take another season with his manager. I hate Louis Ross. I hate him. I hate him more than I hate Mickey Calloway now. I hate him. Really? You think he's worse than Calloway? Yes. Oh my god. Calloway was pretty bad. He was like as bad as it gets. Calloway was a functional moron. But you know what? They managed to have a winning season in 2019 with him. Yeah. And that was maybe despite him. I think it was because there was at least five wins they could have gotten if if it were not for his boneheaded decisions. Well, Louis Rojas, I think he could at least just 15 to 20 games this year. This team never changed its approach in hitting. He has to be the one that actually does that. 
he has to be out there instructing them. He never did. He has no intensity. And the fact that he regards games in September as not that important. And what the fuck are we doing here? What would, what would a playoff run with him actually look like? Well, it's not worth winning the World Series if we're going uh, to uh, hurt somebody. Did you watch that, that special today? That Bobby Ojeda, nobody knew about it, but he had to have an injection, a cortisone injection, before he pitched Game 6 in the NLCS. So he flew down to Washington in secret and then flew to meet the team in uh, Houston. Yeah. You heard that part? Mm-hmm. Where's that spirit today? Long gone. 35 years in the rear view. I'm not going to call DeGrom soft. But how about being honest with his injury assessments from the start? How about not, not pussyfooting around? And if you had doubts about Kumar Rocker, don't fucking draft him. You draft him, you fucking sign him. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think they would be better off if they just signed him. This is all Wilpon-type moves. Half-assed baseball. When uh, Stephen Cohen came on, he said he wasn't going to be half-assed. He's going to turn things around. Well, it's still half-assed. He said three to five years for a World Series, and the only way that's going to happen is if they bring in Theo Epstein. So hopefully they get it done. Well, it would, it, it's going to be Sandy Jr. Jeff McNeil said tonight, we got to get real hot. Hopefully we can do that and teams can help us out as well. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of hearing them talk. I'm tired of this team. I really am. I'm tired of these press conferences. I'm tired of Luis Rojas. I'm tired of his fucking face with that fucking smirk. I don't like this team. I don't like these players. I don't like this mix. Things got to change. And they better fucking change this offseason. You're right. You're right. And hopefully they do change. But before we wrap up the show and get an ass to tank uh, after this Mets funeral that we just had, and it was a beautiful ceremony by uh, Reverend Fleming tonight. Um, Frank, what are you looking forward to? Uh, you think the Giants pull out a win against Washington football team tomorrow night? No, I don't. Really? Even though they haven't lost to them in, in years? In Daniel Jones' career? Daniel Jones sucks. He was not bad last game. He did have the fumble. Their defense was on the field the whole game, and they made Teddy Bridgewater look like Joe Montana. Yeah, well, uh, you got Chase Young on that uh, Washington team. And and Montez Sweat. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not going to be good. I think, they, I, think I think Washington wins. I guess we'll find out. I and I think, the Dolphins are, are darn, I think the Dolphins are in trouble this week, too. I think With the, the worst thing that happened to the Dolphins last week was the fucking uh, Steelers going into Buffalo and beating the Bills. I think the Bills yeah. are too good a team to go. I think the Bills are too good a team to start 0-2. I said the same thing. The Bills look terrible, but I don't think they're starting. The Bills didn't look ter- terrible. 
The Steelers looked fucking good. Yeah, they did. As they did last year. The Steelers' defense looked amazing last year in the beginning of the season, and then they started getting hurt. And yeah. Ben was terrible. So, and Ben wasn't great on Sunday either, but they still did well. And no, but were, uh, that defense kept him in the game. Yeah. No, that's an understatement. Um, the Jets, what do you think of Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson's a lone man on a desert island. Yeah, he looked like the only bright spot of the team. And Corey Davis, too. That's a bad team. Yeah, it is. The defense was okay. Kept them in the game, too. But Sam Darnold looked good at times and then missed some missed two wide-open touchdown throws. <clears throat> That's a bad team. Yeah, Mekhi Becton's now out for the next five weeks, too. He's got knee surgery. That's a bad team. Yeah. And Becton looked bad, too, even though he had a great rookie year. Yeah, but that got hurt. Mm, that's not good for Wilson. Obviously, they just lack a talent. There, I don't even think they're winning six and a half games. They won't go over six and a half games this year. That's well, my I pick. Them, I think I picked them to go five and twelve. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Five wins even seems like a stretch at this point. But on that note, and Mac Jones looked pretty decent, I would say against the uh, against the Dolphins too. And uh, Tua made a bad pick in the end, but they still wound up winning. Oh, well, thanks to Xavier Howard. Yeah, thanks to Xavier Howard. I got to get a Xavier Howard jersey. I got to find a Xavier Howard jersey. Well, he's unsatisfied with his contract, I think. So. Nope, he worked it out. He did work it out. Yeah, they worked, reworked his deal at the end of tra- at training camp. Well, I think you should definitely probably get his jersey then. And get it in the – are you going to get it in the teal, like that classic vintage jersey that they I would have? Love, I would love either the uh, the throwback or the uh, white yeah, I think that either of those would be good choices. I hate um, the I hate the current shade of teal. I like the old school aqua. By the way, the Cowboys looked good on Thursday night, despite not being able to establish a running game. But you you hear uh, Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot. That's a shame. Apparently, yeah, they get hit with injuries every year. It seems, but. Um, Apparently, it's a similar fracture to what Xavier McKinney had for the Giants last year. It basically kept him out the whole season. So that's not good for the Cowboys. And also, Lyle Collins is suspended for five games. So who knows? The NL East might be – I mean, the NFC East might be the NFC least again this year. Mm, well, right now, the uh, it's the NFC North. The NFC North looks bad. Yeah, the, yeah, the Packers were embarrassed by Jameis Winston. The Bears, the Bears are they, they, yeah. Matt Nagy is the Louis Rojas of the NFL. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace should not have a job, and I don't believe they will by midseason. And Justin Fields should have started that game too. It's an embarrassment. Justin that. Fields should be the starting quarterback. Period. Yeah. And now, now they're now going to have Andy Dalton going out there. He's probably going to have a good game against his bang, against the Bengals, and they're going to be fooled into keeping him the starter for another two months. Yeah, it absolutely makes no sense. Considering where they drafted Justin Fields, and considering Aaron where the Rodgers act- looks, it looks like he's just sulking. The Lions are the Lions. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins sucks. I mean, that that's a, that's a division that looks like it might stink this year. By the way, the Bengals look good with that comeback win against the Vikings. There was no comeback win. They were. Oh no, no, you're right. They they blew the. Sorry, they they did blow the two Zach touchdowns. Zach Taylor. Put the fucking Vikings back in the game with the fucking uh, going for it on fourth down on their own 30 up 10 points. Yeah, he's not a good, very good coach. Um, I mean, that was fucking moronic. Yeah. 
but Burrow and Jamal and Chase looked good. And um, yeah, Chase, uh, who said he couldn't see the ball, I guess he saw the ball well on. Uh, you know what it is? Uh, there's uh, day games in the NFL. He probably had trouble seeing it in night games. Yeah, most likely. And you know what, too? The Giants traded B.J. Hill to the Bengals, and he got two sacks in the first game. So, ah, the Giants. Yeah, it, lo- it really maybe, looks uh, like... Maybe it. we'll all be lucky and see De- Gettleman gone. Well, it seems, like everything was, it seems like everything he's been building is for not at this point, given where they looked on Sunday and where it looks like they still are, that they're just in purgatory. Yeah, that's the worst place to be. Bad ownership goes all the way down and John Mara has single-handedly ruined the Giants John Mara doesn't seem interested Jason Garrett's got to go his offense again is is dog shit like he needs to go and he needs to go this season they can't wait till after the season he needs to go now he sucks if they start off 0-2 they should fire Jason Garrett I think they're going to start off 0-2 and I think I think tomorrow's going to be I'm hammering the under 0-2, 0-2, it would be 0-2 for the fifth straight season. And did you notice also, I guess one more thing before we get to ask the tank, Frank, because we're, we're kind of running over time here, but the Giants spent a ridiculous amount in free agency in 2016 to make up for bad, you know, just overall bad few years, bad team build. They did the same thing this offseason. The team look, still looked like shit in the first game. But it doesn't work. It sets you back years. And they made the same mistake twice. Gettleman sucks. <laughs> that's what the Mets. That's what the Mets need. To, that's what the Mets need to really make the change now. Don't let it. Don't let it fester. The Mets and Giants are so much of the same that they make so many changes that coach and GM over and over and over and over. They, they, again. they can't let. It, they cannot let Rojas manage another season. No, I agree with you. But let's roll and ask the tank now. Um, first one's a pretty good one. Cruz wants to know when does the Fleming curse end. Does it mean that the Mets make the playoffs or that Luis Rojas will be fired? Which would you choose? Well, I just said it. I don't want the playoffs anymore. I want Rojas gone. There you go. I think I knew the answer to that before you answered it. By the way, you know, I did win in Jenga today. Did you really? Yes. I saw you throw the ball at the piece the other day. Yeah, last week. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, just, that was just pure luck. Yeah, I think so. That was pretty nasty, uh, nasty play by you, Frank. Goal, goal play. Rigo Bosco fan wants to know, uh, can we get a victory buzz cut on Sunday if the Dolphins win? No. I'll do a buzz cut sometime, but not. I don't know if I'm due for one this week. What about a victory worm if they pull off an upset of the Bills? No. No. My next victory worm, well, I actually did a victory worm when I won Jenga. Really? I did not see that. That must have been amazing. Yep. Chaka wants to know, if you had one game, if you you win, you live. If you lose, you die. What manager do you want, Mickey Calloway or Luis Rojas? Mickey Calloway. Really? Yes. That's a scary thought. Well, here's the reason why. At least Mickey Calloway would think it was important. Louis Rojas wouldn't. There you go. And on that note, that's the last one we have tonight. Louis Rojas saying that comment 
basically broke me this year. If I had to make a decision now, I, and I'm on auto renew, so I guess my tickets are already renewed. If I was on the fence, I would not renew my tickets. That's how pissed off that comment made me. That that made that pissed me off more than Alonzo's sunshine and lollipops and Baez stum down. Because that because that told me right there. It was Rojas all along. That's where the source of all the failures came from. That's where the source of this lackadaisical, no energy, nothing changed team. Louis Rojas is the disease. He's the willpon. If you keep him, then everyone's a willpon. Fair enough. And on that note, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, thanks again for everyone for listening. Remember to rate, download, review, and subscribe. You can follow Tank at NJTank99, myself at Regazzo Report, the podcast at Frank the Tank Pod, and our producer at Nick B Media. Frank. On that note, take us out with a little song. I could bring in familiar or bring in a good reliever. Could try to win the game. We might be scratching at our heads, trying to figure out what we're doing. If the manager only had a brain, he'd know how to set a lineup. How to get the correct matchup if he only had a brain? He is dumb as a brick and the season, and he truly is a prick, but he doesn't have a brain. Click like, subscribe, and tell Louis, Ro- Louis Rojas to go fuck himself. Good for absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.